0: Jag heter Eva Simonsson. Tack för att ni lyssnade till Napa Valley Show. Uh, jag hoppas att vi hörs igen.
1: Thank you, Eva. That was the the most fabulous, ringing Swedish endorsement I've ever received for this show. I, I, I'm going to tell you a secret. I don't speak Swedish, so you could have said anything just
0: then. Thanks for having me. I had a great time.
1: It was a fun show. Folks, listen in. This is an incredible woman who's up to all sorts of good in our community with great stories to tell and very important projects she's involved in that will interest you, and maybe you'll want to get involved too. Before we get to the show, though, Lauren, do you have some words of wisdom for the listeners? We
2: invite you to check out Judd and his family's winery located at the south end of Silverado Trail at 2332 Silverado Trail. Visiting information is available at Judshill.com. While online, check out some fun poetry, quirky videos, and lots of other stuff. You know, we even can uh, invite them to put some wine in their shopping cart. Oh, that's right. And maybe we should give them a deal for being a listener. And just for being a listener, type in coupon code JNVS, all in lowercase letters, please, no capitals, and you'll get 15% off your entire wine order. And if you want a better deal than that, what do you think they ought to do? You can join the Judd's Hill Wine Club.
1: That's right. It's free to join. You can do it online or do it while you visit. Make sure we'll send you all of our wines and invitations to great events, fun things to do. It's always exciting in the Judd's Hill Wine Club. It sure is. Now, we've got a great show for you.
0: Okay, tack för for listening to everyone's snot. Hej då!
2: Everyone's a single friend on Judd's Napa Valley Show. Get ready for another heap full of fascinating things to know from witty and intriguing people on Judd's Napa Valley Show. No stale script and no rehearsing, live from a Napa studio. You may be that intriguing person on Judd's Napa Valley Show. On Judd's Napa Valley Show. Judd's Napa, Judd's Napa Valley, Judd's Napa Valley Show. This has been... By far, the most challenging few weeks in my professional life as an announcer. I understood cognitively, but I was facing the crossroads in my evolution as an announcer and as a man, and that came with exceptional and difficult choices. What I truly didn't understand, however, was the range of emotions I would feel during this process. But I'm here today to say, live from Napa Valley, it's Tuesday morning, and here's your host, Judd Finkelstein. Thank
1: you very much, Morgan Freeman. My goodness, sitting in. It's amazing. Um, I appreciate you coming in. You know, Lauren Mole is running a little late. It always seems we have... Well, you have been here before. You have great timing when Lauren Moeller's is running late. We've Morgan Freeman comes in. Um, Morgan, did you realize we've also had uh, we had uh, former Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger introduced once. Bernie Sanders stopped in once and introduced. Even uh, former President Ronald Reagan stopped in and introduced when Lauren was running late. Did you ever run into those folks, Morgan?
2: Ah eh, probably not.
1: Well, Morgan, I know you have a very busy schedule. You're you're off to um, great adventures, and actually, I think Lauren, I I see him pulling up through the window right now. So, Morgan, thank you so much. If you wouldn't mind telling uh, Lauren on your way out to like hurry up and get in. Okay, bye, bye, Morgan. Up oh, there goes Morgan Freeman. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Judd's Napa Valley Show. Happy to be here on a Tuesday morning. Lauren, in here. Lauren, oh my goodness, he is dashing in here, running. He's going to be out of breath when he gets. Oh, Lauren, hi.
2: Oh, hey, Jed. sorry I'm a little late.
1: Good morning. Morning. Did, did you see who was here? Yeah. Morgan Freeman. That was amazing. Was <laughs> nice to have him back. Do, do you have his number or something? That's <laughs> the second time he's popped in uh, to introduce while you were running late.
2: Uh, actually, I don't have his number.
1: So that was just coincidence. Amazing. Serendipity. Well, I appreciate him filling in, but I'm glad you're here. You give this show that air of, um, let's just say that certain je ne sais quoi, that... Uh, Only you can give it, and I appreciate you being here. Well, thank you, Judd. How are you? I've been good. How about you? I'm well. Let's talk about things. You just sang
2: at the Giants game last week, didn't you? I did. It was a success. Tell me all about it. Well, or as I would put it, as uh, Mike Krukel would say, this game is out of (laughs) here. You hit a home run, did you? I hit a home run. Well, tell us what you did. Uh, me and a couple of my other friends from uh, Everybody's a Star, along with some people from the Friendship Circle—that's a separate organization—we uh, got to sing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game" during the seventh inning stretch of the Giants game. And how were you received? As if I didn't know. Well received, of course. <laughs> and you had a blast, right? We did. And we're actually going to be doing that again on September 30th.
1: Ah, great. Who who are the Giants playing?
2: That I'll have to check the Giants' website.
1: Okay, okay. So tickets, folks, ought to go get them now while they're hot probably uh, at the Giants website or are they going to be available through everybody's a star
2: uh, I would say through everybodystar.org everybodystar.org which is the website that go ahead and plug it uh, it uh, it goes 24 hours a day seven days a week 365 days a year uh, it, It's actually uh, the website that uh, or uh, the uh, the foundation that helps uh, special needs individuals like my sho- like myself we showcase our, our talents and broadcast quality music videos. And
1: as I mention every time you talk about it, if you go to everybodystar.org, you can see our own dashing, Lauren Mull. He was dashing in here earlier, but isn't he dashing? Um, I'm looking at our guest, and she is nodding and grinning. You can speak. We haven't introduced you, but you can can speak. Um, His music video is really amazing. He's wearing this uh, beautiful white uh, tuxedo dinner attire, and he's... Singing in locales throughout Northern California, org. Yes. Right.
2: Yeah, And uh, so what's, uh, what's been going on with you, John? Well,
1: it's been a busy summer, but we're back into it. Uh, harvest has started here now that we're into September, and uh, it's beautiful. The grapes are looking good. We're getting plenty of them. Uh, the juice tastes delicious, and I have I have nothing but optimism for this 2016 harvest. Uh, We've got a couple things coming up through the winery, some events. I'll tell folks to save the date. Coming up next, it's actually not at the winery, but it's something we're involved in. It's one of my favorite events that we've been supporting for several years. It's called the Barbecue and Beer Battle. It's over at the Marriott Napa Valley on Sunday, September 18th from 4 to 7 p.m. And this benefits the Napa Valley Education Foundation's Music Connection Program. I didn't even write that down. I've got that memorized. We've been involved with that so long and what this does it ensures that uh, music education instruction instruments are available to the students in our public schools which I think is immensely important for many many reasons and uh, once again this will be at the Napa Valley Marriott Sunday September 18th 4 to 7 p.m. you're going to eat lots of delicious barbecue food returning champion chef Joey Ray is coming back to defend his title and his challengers, we've got two challengers, and for the first time, I believe, somebody from outside of Napa Valley is coming in, all the way from exotic Petaluma, California, from Sauced Barbecue and Spirits, and a hometown favorite, uh, The Q, over there in the Bel Air Plaza. They are going to be taking on Joey Ray. You, dear listener, can be part of the action, tasting all the food, put in your vote, while you also drink beer from seven different craft breweries and the wines of Jud's Hill. I'll be there myself porn. so come say hello. It's $65 a person. Not too bad for all that food, all that wine, all that beer. And there'll be, of course, silent auction, live auction, all kinds of fun, uh, music. Got to get in on that. Details at Judshill.com on the events page, where you will also find information. You should save the date for our annual Hanukkah Hootenanny. That's coming up on Sunday, December 11th from noon to 2.30 at Juds Hill Winery, our family place on Silverado Trail. And this is always a sellout. Every year. This is a biggie. Lots of fun, entertainment from Meshuggah Beach Party, latkes galore, and that benefits the Community Health Initiative, which ensures that all people of Napa County have access to health care, which wow. is very important. As I say, a healthy community is, well, it's just that. It's a healthy community. And one more brief thing before we get on with it. Let's go to Alaska. Sure. Okay. And now on with the show. Now, we're going to do a Juds Hill Alaska cruise next year. And details on that are also at Judshill.com on the events page. And that is June 30th through July 7th. We're going to cruise up. We're going to see glaciers, have excursions, Juds Hill wine dinner, tastings, exclusive uh, parties. It's going to be tons of fun. So I hope folks will come and cruise with us. <sighs> I'm tired just thinking about all that. But excited because it's all fun. Speaking yeah, of well, excitement. Well, oh, what? Actually, what? Yes, actually, yes. Gender. Go ahead, shoot. Uh, yeah, what do you actually, got? Actually, uh, tell me right now. Well, it go actually, ahead.
2: <laughs> well, it actually wouldn't be our first show back today without uh, a tribute to one of the great legends here in Napa Valley. We lost uh, during our time off. Ah, uh, yes. Go ahead. I, I, would you like to give a tribute? We have lost the great Margaret Mondavi, such a true pioneer here in Napa Valley. She, uh, she, she will be missed along with her husband Robert. This is true. We have had many tributes come
1: into the valley and in the paper and. Uh, yeah, i very sorry to see her go and thankful for all that she has done to promote Napa Valley to the world and also to promote goodness within our community. She was um, very philanthropic and involved in so many organizations here. You'll be missed, Margaret. Yes, you will. All right. Let us continue with this show. I'm excited for this guest and also somebody who does much good for our community. Would you like to go ahead and introduce her?
2: I got the paper right here with me, Judd. All right, Mr. Mole. Today's guest has some stories that she will weave, uh, about the myriad goals that she's achieved. Uh, they'll all be true, as she wouldn't want to deceive, uh, but perhaps, who knows, maybe I'm being naive, uh, just kidding. She's done so much good, it's hard to believe, uh, and will speak of a local program that she did conceive, uh, Let's just not ask her about that night in Tel Aviv. Uh, again, I kid. Now let's welcome our guest, Eve. Uh- <laughs> Eva. <laughs> Eva Simonson. Lauren, hey, well done, you, sir. <laughs> <laughs>
1: welcome. Eva Simonson, you are somebody who does quite a bit here in our community. So I, I, I assume I'll, I'll introduce you in this particular role as the relatively new marketing and donor relations manager of Community Resources for Children, You've been involved in many, many organizations here in the Valley and have even started up a new program, which is really great and valuable, which we'll get to. Where to start with you? I've been racking my head. There's so much to talk about. You're multifaceted, and maybe before we get to any of this, let's just find out a little bit about you and who you are and your background, and we'll lead up to all the Good things you're involved in.
0: Sure, um, I'm just so happy to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: A pleasure, a pleasure.
0: I don't know where to start either. Okay, well,
1: <laughs> should we should we go way back? I mean, I know you've been involved in the wine world in in marketing and mm-hmm. and and I call little, that my
0: previous life.
1: That's okay. You, mm-hmm. You're not doing that anymore. Well, how did you get into this? Because you're not you're not from wine country. I am not. No, I'm you. from
0: Sweden originally. Yes, but I grew up in South America and uh, Germany and France. I moved to France when I was 18. What. what
1: and what, what, what was that all about? Were your folks uh, international people of mystery? Uh, were they were – they, well, tell me what yeah, they were. I'm dad, not going to No, my guess.
0: dad, uh, he's an engineer, so he was okay. sent all over the world. Okay. And then they retired in the south of France. We – yeah, we lived in South America when I was young and spent summers in Sweden. Mm-hmm. And I was educated in, in the U.S. I came here for, for college and grad school. But I met my husband in Europe. Ah. and followed him over here (laughs) (laughs) and the story is that he was from las vegas and i just looked at the map of the u.s and looked for a college that was somewhere near las vegas and i chose university of oregon i don't know what i was thinking Yeah, that's pretty it's really close well when you look
1: at the map of the u.s i guess and it's like this big oregon doesn't look that far (laughs)
0: so i moved to oregon i didn't know anyone or or anything about it and how old were you at the time i was uh, 19
1: and that's when you met your husband then and Uh, followed him to the U.S. and to Oregon. Wow. Love struck young.
0: We've had this adventure now for the last 25 years. (laughs) Yeah.
1: That's wonderful. (laughs) What what brought you to the world of wine?
0: It was really, I think, my growing up with wine. And uh, my dad was sort of a wine collector. And I got in trouble a couple of times for opening the wrong bottles, sneaking into (laughs) his wine cellar at night with friends and opening like The really collectible wines Uh and (laughs) tasting them when they were way too young and leaving, you know, most of the bottle. And I just remember him being in tears uh, that I had ruined, you know, a couple of his most expensive first growth Bordeaux bottles.
1: (laughs) I mean, it makes for a funny story, though. These days, uh, here's a tip for all you kids listening. Or just folks who want to sneak some wine. Kids don't really drink. There's a great new uh, invention out called Coravan. It's like a needle. It sticks in. It doesn't um, allow any air to get in. You can just kind of take out little sips, and no one ever knows that you've been in there.
0: You know that would. If been only great. that had been if only had known about that.
1: So in South America, there's a great wine culture. We know that. In Europe, there's a great wine culture. We know that. I don't know much about Swedish wine culture. I hear <laughs> much about Sweden. You know, people rave. It's a beautiful place. Uh, People are friendly. A lot of um, a lot of talk these days with the election. with people dissatisfied about this or that, they were saying, "Well, in Sweden they do this." They... There
0: is wine, and they but do there grow. is. But they I don't grow. know much about
1: Sweden. Okay, so uh, the, the wine.
0: You, Tell me, you, you're not missing anything. I'm not. There's nothing you know. <laughs> the Swedes love wine. Do
1: they? Is there much love of an it. industry there?
0: Um, there's the a some. little bit of wine growing in the very south. Mm-hmm. very little. It's more for show. Oh, okay. People just love everything about wine. So they go to these places <laughs> and they want to see the vines, they want to walk in the vineyard, but you really can't drink the wine. I mean, it's it's not drinkable. It's too cold. It's- we
1: should do a tasting. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Next time you're on the show, we're going to get some Swedish, Swedish wines. Wine. If any importers are listening right now, <laughs> we need a lineup here. We're going to we're going to we're going to enjoy that. Okay. So you had early exposure to wine because your folks mm-hmm. were into mm-hmm. it. How did did you decide that this was going to be your thing? Because you've done lots of – you got into wine writing, wine marketing. Mm -hmm. uh, But before that, you were into international business diplomacy, which intrigues me. The name – Yes.
0: I studied to become a diplomat. That was my thing. My grandfather was a diplomat. And that was supposed to be my thing too. And I went to grad school and then just decided it was just too serious. Mm. And I could – use my skills, my di- diplomacy skills in a different way. I could maybe work in the wine industry and sell California wine overseas. And that's what oh, I did. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's where I got my start. Marketing. And in terms of diplomacy, I think of it more as um, building bridges and connections between people. Uh, and so you can do that with wine. You can do that with no nonprofits. About it. So it, brings it doesn't have to, to be in Washington, D.C. or, <laughs> you know, working with the government.
1: All right, so you are selling wine overseas. You've mm-hmm. been in Oregon studying. Mm-hmm. You've hopefully been forgiven by your parents already yes. for oh, yes. drinking up their collection. Yes. <laughs> but Napa Valley, how do you get here? Uh,
0: that was my first wine job. Um, we had moved to San Francisco, um, me and my husband, after I went to grad school. And he wanted to become an industrial designer, so we moved to the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. And I just started looking for for work within wine, food and wine, and that's how I landed uh, at Chillon Wine Group. Mm. They were since bought out by Diageo, which and then the wines have since moved on to Treasury.
1: And you were doing marketing for them, yes, is that it? I
0: was doing sales and marketing. Gotcha. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. And somehow.
0: Somehow I left that world. Somehow right? you <laughs> left the world. I mean, I you
1: know, I know what that's like marketing wine, but if you're a diplomat and I don't know, you're used to. I'm not going to get too much into it because I'm, I'm more curious about moving forward here. We yeah. don't need to look back. But somehow then you find the world of the nonprofit here in Napa Valley, community support.
0: Right. So there are a few steps that happened in between. Yeah, let's hear it. Right. I um, had two kids. And after having kids, we, we were actually not living here at the time. We came back. We we're living in Los Angeles. My husband worked on Jimmy Kim Alive. Oh really? Yep, he was a writer on Jimmy Kimmel Live.
2: And also. now, here's <laughs> Jimmy
0: Kimmel.
1: Does he have any connections still over there? We got somebody no, who does could use the job. <laughs> he does.
0: He's actually a good friend from high school.
1: A Jimmy? Mm-hmm.
0: Oh wow. Yeah. So we were we were doing that Hollywood thing for a while and then had had our first son and realized Los Angeles is no place to raise kids. Mm, we're living yeah, 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 a couple yeah. blocks off Wilshire
1: Hobart. Oh, right in the thick of Los yes, Angeles.
0: Yes, right in Westwood. And we remembered Napa. Like, hmm, you know, that's a really beautiful place, and the people were really nice. <laughs> How about we move back? So, so we did. We, um, I like to say that we. I initially moved here for the wine, but I came back for for the people. And um, when I was living here, working in wine, I. I had no time for anything else. I was just working, 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 and I didn't get to know the community very well. Mm. And that was really missing for me. So we moved back and um, starting to get to know people and getting to know Napa better.
1: Well, I'm curious how you do that. I know Mm -hmm. so many people who moved to town, and I hear it is for a small-ish area. I get a lot of folks saying it's really hard to meet people and connect and to find my place. You know, a lot of people have been here for generations and Mm -hmm. how do I get integrated into the community? So what was your story? How did you do that?
0: I think it's harder if you're single, but if you have kids, all you have to do is go to the park Mm. and you start talking to other moms and eventually you build on that and then you get involved with their schools and then eventually leadership Napa Valley. Ah, yes. So I had heard about this program and I thought it was perfect. It's, um, introduces you to everything napa county and at the same time it teaches you some leadership skills and you really get to know community leaders and all the organizations that are out there I'm
1: sure the mayor runs the program yes
0: she does jill teckle runs the program and it's in its 30th year now and as a group you break the, the bigger b- group breaks up into smaller groups and you have a group project ours was uh, homeless of napa Uh, Let's talk about this. I wanted to get to this. You want to get to the meat of it. And you've taken us there.
1: Very good. Awesome. You've done radio before. (laughs) (laughs) You know how this works. No, I was was very impressed. Mm -hmm. Uh, My wife also was in Leadership Napa Mm -hmm. Valley in your overall group, but not in your subgroup. Um, But I was there to see your presentation on the homeless of Napa. And there was not a dry eye Mm -hmm. in the house, Mm -hmm. including both of mine Mm -hmm. were teary at the end of this. Mm -hmm. And really something that I I knew existed. I didn't know to what mm-hmm. level and what is and what isn't being done for these people or about the issue. And you brought that to light. And I'd mm-hmm. like you to talk a little bit about how you decided upon this, mm-hmm. what you did then, and what's continuing with the program.
0: So I can't take full credit for it, obviously, because we were a group of six. And we had the perfect combination. We had a filmmaker a lawyer, a graphic designer, some, mm. uh, the um, deputy city clerk, and um, an overall handyman type guy who was doing everything behind the scenes. And then it's a well-rounded team. <laughs> yeah, really well-rounded. Well, a diplomat. A diplomat, and that's
1: how you reach people.
0: And and also, uh, you know, social media and marketing is my thing. So yeah. helping to spread the word about it. But we had attended the Health and Human Services Day. And had seen a panel presentation on homelessness in Napa. And the whole group was just blown away. The fact that there were homeless children in Napa was something that was, none of us had any idea. And we all looked at each other afterwards. Because we'd already started talking about ideas for our group project. And we all said, we have to do this. We have to do the Homeless of hmm. Napa thing.
1: That's compelling.
0: Just to show people, really, the idea was to raise awareness about homelessness and that it's it affects children, families, all walks of life. It's not your stereotypical, um, you know, just substance abuser. It's it, it really is far-reaching. And not just your traditional homelessness that you think of people sleeping outdoors, but people just moving around sleeping in their cars with young children and the next night sleeping on a a relative's couch
2: and you showcased this and we did through videos
0: yeah we had an awesome filmmaker on our team um and that the videos really is what captures people's you know people's hearts
1: well you have the the affected people though these homeless people telling their stories Mm -hmm. and what the struggles are and and they're an amazing variety of people and do you want to Speak about that. Like you said, it's not one type of person who can be homeless.
0: Right. I mean, it's um, families, children. We had veterans um, that we interviewed. We had um, young women, you know. What we realized through this is that life happens to everyone. And it's a really fine line between having an event happen in your life and it completely knocking you over versus you get back again and you start fighting again. And what it comes down to is resiliency, you know, having that resilience to be able to get up and go again after you've had something like a death in the family mm. or something bad happened to you. And so the question is how do you, you know, how do you build that resilience? And that's for me that's something that really captured me and I wanted to know, how can I take this? What what can I do now to, to help?
1: Would you like to speak about what you did? So (laughs) uh,
0: what I did is I really – I said I have to – I want to work with children and I want to really take this to the beginning. Like where does it all start? Well, it starts in childhood, right? If we can help build more resilient children, maybe we can avoid some of the problems later. Mm. And that is where my position with community resources for children comes in. It ties in. Yes. See, it all flows very nicely, doesn't it? It does.
1: Um, I don't want to get off the subject Mm -hmm. of homeless in NAPA, Mm -hmm. but this is a good chance to talk about what CRC, Community Resources for Children, does and what their goal is.
0: Mm -hmm. So Community Resources uh, for Children provides uh, resources for the early care and education of children in NAPA. That is our our mission. But what that really means is we work with parents, educators, and child care providers to improve, um, to promote early learning and child development. And with child care providers, it's really improving the quality of their uh, their care. So taking every opportunity to improve, let's say, pre-literacy or work with children on fine motor skills. Hmm. Um, and then we have our toy lending library, which a lot of people are very familiar with, but they don't know that it's, um, it's not publicly funded. It, we rely on individual support to run it, and we've gone through a whole remodel of it now. So next time you come in, you'll be able to see these toys and tools by age and by domain. So you'll be matched. Your child will be able to play with a very um, specific age-appropriate puzzle, for example. Um, If your child needs help with fine motor skills, we have a fine motor skills area. Ah. So it will be very um, much more targeted than before.
1: I want to talk more about the, the toy library. I've got mm-hmm. personal experience mm-hmm. with it we can talk about. I want to get back to the Homeless of Napa. I'm going to give the websites really quick because we're yep. at the break, and some people okay. might have to tune off mm-hmm. and go do something. Mm-hmm. But uh, for community resources uh, for children, it's www.crcnapa.org. You can find out about programs and maybe even how you can help. And all for your Homeless of Napa project, it's homelessofnapa.com. You can see the videos and find out how you can help. We're going to be right back with Eva Simonson talking about Much more of
2: all of this and the good that she does and how we as a community can get involved as well. We'll be back with more of Judd's Napa Valley Show right after these messages. Judd's Napa Valley Show. Every episode, a veritable cornucopia of finkle fun. At 1440 on your AM dial in Napa, and streaming live in Stockholm, Sweden, at KVON.com, back to Judd's Napa Valley Show. Hey, good shout out to Stockholm. That's right. Hey. Our guest,
1: Eva Simonson, from Sweden herself. And uh, I suppose you could get it there. Anywhere you have the uh, the free access to the internet, you can stream our show at KVON.com and pick up past episodes via the iTunes store. Just type in in Judd's Napa Valley Show. Eva is a great uh, community supporter involved in... Many programs and projects, specifically we're talking about right now, community resources for children, your Homeless of Napa project, and how they kind of tie together, which is very interesting. When we left, we were talking about the toy library, Mm -hmm. which my kids loved when they were much younger. We would go there, and they would look at the different toys, and they could even check them out and take them home and play with them and then bring them back, Mm -hmm. and there was reading programs. I remember we went to a Dr. Seuss's birthday party there one year, and really a great place so uh, why don't we continue on that path
0: sure. well so a community resources for children we believe that all children should have equal access to early learning which means that they should all come into kindergarten ready to learn and that's not really happening so that's why we exist we hmm. have these programs we have active minds which is a uh, sort of a mini preschool program kids come twice a week to, you know, for music, playing with sensory bins and different things to develop their, uh, their, their skills and their early learning skills. We have family meals, which we've, our last one was very successful, and we were actually written up in the register. The family meals was important because what we were doing is not only showing parents that, yes, you can cook with your kids, but how important it is to actually sit down for a meal With your children. Mm, And the conversation that comes out at the dinner table is just so different from, let's say, reading to them at night. Right, right. The research shows that the words that kids pick up at the dinner table are so much more advanced than the words that they pick up, you know, if you read them a book at night. So both are very important and serve to, you know, different purposes. But pre-literacy is a, a predictor of life success. Oh, So that's you know another reason why our programs are so important and and so not all kids are exposed to this when they're young and not all kids have access to a preschool for example you know we have a a family shelter here in Napa kids families with kids are living there and they don't have the same access to to programs if you're if you're homeless and you're moving from one house to another every night that is not your priority, right? So, yeah, yeah, Getting housing for these families is so important for the children because children need stability and they need the routine, um, and they need to have their basic needs met first. Yeah. So that's why, uh, for children, it's very important that they get that stability early on in life.
1: And you have nutrition education, I believe, nutrition, as part of it, educa- right? So parents. Can learn about how to you know feed and what's what's important to, to exactly. get kids. I know you work closely with parents as well, so it's not like you guys are just telling them mm-hmm. what to do. You kind of find out what their needs are for their family and their role in life, maybe their beliefs and whatnot to make sure that you guys are partnering. Exactly, and I always liked that idea too. Yes, it's not somebody just saying, telling "Here's you. how you mm-hmm. should be raising your mm-hmm. kids," and mm-hmm. we can help you do it this way. But you you, it's interactive, right? Yes, we're
0: partners. Mm-hmm.
1: That's a good. That's a good word. Mm-hmm. See, I've, we've had a few weeks off. My words aren't coming <laughs> to me so quickly. <laughs> Need to practice up. And then we say this can tie into your homeless of Napa project because of the the resiliency that you're hoping you can instill in kids at an early mm-hmm. age. Mm-hmm. That when if they hopefully they're not faced with these challenges, but if they are, they have coping skills. They have confidence. They
0: Exactly. Have resiliency. Yeah.
1: Again, Yeah. same word again, but yes. my brain will turn on next <laughs> week. With the Homeless of Napa project, it wasn't just a one-time presentation just for mm-hmm. this leadership. Mm-hmm. You have actually continued this. There's a website, which is homelessofnapa.com. Mm-hmm. There are video interviews mm-hmm. uh, with some of the folks that are involved um, that are homeless, and you hear their stories. And let's talk about, it was the Connect with the Homeless
0: Day. yes, yes. So the Homeless Connect Day was really one of our our team members. She said, well, why don't we have one of these, you know, haircutting days? And we all thought, oh, my gosh, that's going to be so much work. And how are we going to do that? But she somehow, she had so many connections. She pulled it all together. We all reached out to everyone that we knew. And this community is amazing. Everything was donated. We had two different salons. We had pedicures, facials. Um, Olay Health was there hmm. providing sort of health screenings. We had even a, a veterinarian there for the pets oh. and food. Everyone received a warm lunch. We served 200 people that day really? and everything was donated. Everyone donated their time. And that just shows you the level of commitment in this community and the readiness to help. People just need to know how they can help. They want to help, but they sometimes they don't know how.
1: And you have many ideas on the website.
0: Yes. So we have uh, ways to help on the website, places you can volunteer, lots of different volunteer opportunities.
1: Anything you want to specifically speak of right now?
0: Um, I'm trying to think what's right now. Is there now. anything coming
1: up? Uh, there's another connect with the uh, – home- Well – Homeless Connect Day coming up in the future, perhaps? There's uh,
0: nothing on the calendar, yeah. but you know we have a very good blueprint of how to do this oh, now. good, good. So that we can easily just pick that up and, and start organizing the next one. We would love to do another one.
1: Yeah, it seemed yes. very successful and got mm-hmm. a lot of media buzz as well. Right. And um, I know it was quite a subject of conversation, at least uh, in my circle. Folks were talking about it and thinking it's a wonderful thing that was going on. And it raised awareness, I mean, just like mm-hmm. it was supposed to do. Um, I remember talking to folks saying, I didn't know it was to this extent here in Napa. Again, I think we get prejudice. We think of a homeless person as a, a certain way, but not necessarily, um, like you said, you know, a struggling young mother of uh, living in a car, it, mm. it, having a hard time Talking about Because I, I think about it all the time, honestly, you know, and especially since I saw this video, I'm not sure what to think and how to overcome my own uh, ideas of what it is and what I can do. And in fact, just this morning, it, it made me realize that there's a woman I see outside of a certain place, you know, just about every time this morning I stopped in and she's there. And I don't know that she is homeless, but she has, again, it's my prejudice, I guess. Uh, she has the appearance She's got a cart full of stuff. She's sitting there and she's almost always sitting there. And part of me wants to engage her, ask, you know, I'm heading in. Do you need anything? Can I get you something? Mm -hmm. And part of me says, well, don't. That might embarrass her or make her feel somewhat, uh, you know, self-conscious or whatever it is. You know, I have this like struggle. What do I do? Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure, do you have advice for somebody like me who might be having this type of inner struggle? I mean, should I just go ahead and do it and forget, you know, embarrassing somebody because Mm -hmm. the the chance of helping her is greater than her own embarrassment? Mm
0: -hmm. Um, I would say, well, I'm not an expert uh, by any means. I've learned a lot. Okay. But um, a simple hello and looking someone in the eyes, you know, acknowledging them as human beings.
1: She's not asking. I should say that mm-hmm. also. She's mm-hmm. never – and as I see people walk by, she's never asking for mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. I mean if she did, then certainly I would get her a pastry right. or something or whatever it is she's asking for. I don't know. But uh, okay. A look in the eye. Hello.
0: Just a friendly smile. How are you doing? And depending on what, what you think she needs, I've – I mean I've brought like pumpkin bread to people or you know, if I'm baking during the holidays, I might just – here, do you need something? Would you Are you hungry? Just give them, you know, something small. And what we had, and we might be making more, but they're resource cards, laminated resource cards Ah. that we were giving. We weren't giving them out, but we had distributed them to various businesses and the uh, Napa PD to hand out to people. And it would list these cards listed numbers they could call for mental health, for, you know, health screenings, anything they needed, where to go for food. Because there are places in Napa where they can go eat lunch and dinner. Yeah. And there are resources available. And sometimes it's just a matter of getting the word out that, that it is available. Well, that's
1: important. There are yeah. resources. And mm-hmm. I I do spend some time at some of these places like The Table, mm-hmm. you know, at the uh, Presbyterian Church that feeds people uh, during the day. And any time also we have an event at the winery, if there's leftover, you know, still really good food that hasn't been touched often, you know, it goes right down to well, either the table or uh, the shelter mm-hmm. down by the Methodist mm-hmm. church. And there, I mean, I know the people are there and I can interact with them and that's not a problem. I do get into conversations sometimes with people, but I guess it's um, not knowing how to approach somebody who, in my mind, I think could use something, mm-hmm. but not sure how to ask them if they need something.
0: Right. So the way that you can help now as we're getting into, you know, fall and it's getting colder, you could donate clothes. Socks are always needed. And that's something that we stressed on our website is bring them to the Hope Center, which is downtown. Okay,
1: this is a good point. I'm glad you brought this up. And I was just reading an article about ask first, though. And I don't know if you came across this. You know, the Red Cross and these other relief organizations after disasters there's so many clothes donated Mm -hmm. some are inappropriate you know not for coats but like heavy coats going to haiti or something Mm -hmm. like they just can't use that type of stuff and then um, a lot of these clothes end up just getting thrown in dumps or burned and they Mm -hmm. just can't use them so Mm -hmm. hope center is a place folks should probably call and ask what could you use and make sure that what you're donating is going to be useful helpful Mm -hmm. um clean new socks i think probably always helpful no matter where you are but what else i interrupted but you brought up this point that i wanted to get across um yeah so
0: you can always check our website homeless of napa and look to see um you know what's needed right now so we're trying to keep that up so you do update that great great good good and yeah hope center for for clothes and the family shelter samaritan house for clothes and, to- and toys, children's toys mm. and books are always needed. Good,
1: good. Yeah. At the toy library itself, do you guys look for donations or is that stuff you purchase through donated monies?
0: Uh, we do both. Mm-hmm. But some things, if they're donated, we would actually pass them on to the family shelter or okay. another organization. That's if good. we, for example, have that toy already okay. and we have duplicates.
1: Very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. So many ways. Mm-hmm. And I did notice on the Homeless of Napa website homeless of napa.com there's an area where it says you know help or donate is it there's there are ways for anybody to help whether to get physically involved or just send a few bucks so that the, the good can keep on happening mm-hmm. and same over at the children's research uh, research resource of uh, children's resource center D- take, take your time. Community Thank resources you. for children. I, I'm thinking of Children's Health Initiative, <laughs> yeah. which we support, which is now Community Health Initiative. It's my first day back That's in a few fine. weeks. My, you know. It's my first day on the radio.
0: Okay. well and
1: you're doing a lot better <laughs> than I am today. So and You're doing a great job. Well Thank done. You. You're welcome. I'm going to take a moment to collect myself.
0: Blow out the candle.
1: <sighs> right. Smell the flower. Blow out the candle. Thank you very much. Grounded. Children's Resource Center. No. <laughs> Community.
0: <laughs> Would you say it's. Yes. It? Community, Community Resources, resources for, for children. children. NAPA. Yes. Right? Uh, yeah.
1: I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> going by crcnapa.org. Yes, yes, yes. So and the and name here's why this. I'm embarrassed, by the way, because I have been involved with this organization and I didn't write it down because on the radio, you should always write something down because mm-hmm. your brain goes other places. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happening to me right now. <laughs> but we've been taking our kids to the toy library. Mm-hmm. I've been involved in the fundraisers and I'll be involved in the upcoming fundraiser, Yay! which I want to talk about in a moment after you say the name of the organization properly.
0: Community Resources for Children.
1: Yes. CRCNAPA.org. That's where I was originally going mm-hmm. with this, mm-hmm. because there also is a tab where folks can find out how they can help,
0: exactly.
1: whether in a volunteer basis or to send a few bucks yes. and make things happen.
0: Yes.
1: Ah, forgive me. We'll fix all this okay. in post-production, and okay. it'll be totally Sounds smooth, good. and I'll keep my job here at KVON. I might get a pay cut, but uh, but that might be impossible. Right, Lauren?
2: There's a 50-50 chance. There's a
1: 50-50. <laughs> we'll get the manager in here and find out. But let's talk about this upcoming Fabulous event now yes. in its second year.
0: Let's talk about it. So it's on September 20th from 5.30 to 7.30. It's, uh, CRC is going tiki for tots. I love it. And we know that Judd loves anything tiki. I'm in the mood. Look yep. at this
1: crazy shirt I've got on right
0: now. We'll be at the Arbor Court at Silverado Resort and Spa. It's right next to the mansion. Uh, so it's a new location this year. Last year was City Winery. This year it's at Silverado Resort. And uh, we'll have tiki drinks, poo poos, appetizers.
1: That is the Hawaiian word for appetizers. Yes. Let's make that clear.
0: But it's it's uh, a fun, fun word. Um, no doubt. <laughs> silent auction with fabulous, we have fabulous auction lots. We've been collecting magnums from Napa Valley for the last month, and restaurant gift certificates, Goose and Gander, Cole's Chop House. So, really awesome. And wine pole. I love the wine a pool. Lot I got some fun. good stuff in that wine pool yes, last year. Yes.
1: That's where these uh, bottles are wrapped up. It's kind of like a mystery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you had them displayed and folks bought tickets. Mm-hmm. And for so much money, you could pull so many bottles. You don't know exactly what you're getting. Right. Some good stuff. Yeah, I got some yeah. bubbly wine. I got some good stuff. Great. I'm looking forward to buying some more tickets for that.
0: So that's crcnapa.org for tickets.
1: Wonderful. Right now, tickets are $50 a person, Mm -hmm. but there's an early bird special, I'm told. A little birdie just whispered Mm -hmm. this to me. Mm -hmm. The early bird, you could get two of them for $85 or bring the whole family, bring a group of friends, get six for only $240. Right. What a deal. That includes tropical cocktails, the aforementioned poo-poos, and music.
0: We forgot You've the got, live music. There's
1: going to be live music. Jimmy DuHig, a former guest on this show, and world-class Hawaiian slack key guitar player, will be there performing. I'm sure he'll have his CD as well, Aloha Napa. Mm-hmm. And I might even show up with my ukulele in hand and do a few Yay. tunes as well. In fact, Jimmy and I have been talking. We're trying to work up a little act. Great. Right. So I don't know if that's a selling point or not, me and my <laughs> ukulele, but... It's either a selling point or a warning. Like, show up, and then, you know, you can leave before I start. But come and support the children Absolutely. of Napa County. Of course, of course. Mm-hmm. And, again, that's that's coming up September 20th. It's a Tuesday. And 530 to 730 p.m., Silverado Resort, crcnapa.org for more information. And uh, the money raised will go to support. All the goodness that you do um, specifically, and this was right off the website for the Tiki for Tots, it'll provide local children with early learning experience, which lead to success in life and school.
0: Exactly. Can't and like I that. said, the programs that are not uh, publicly funded are Toy Library, our Family Meals. We rely on individuals uh, to support those.
1: And there are wonderful programs, and the toy library will be reopening soon. Yes. So folks can come check that out, bring the kids, look at all the toys, Mm -hmm. tell your friends. You do all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's great. Um, And experiences that have nothing to do with this, like I understand that you were – Were you really airlifted once off the top of Half Dome? Yes, I was. What happened?
0: (laughs) Um, It was a combination of not drinking enough water and drinking too much coffee and not knowing that it was going to be like a 10-mile hike. Oh, no. Uh, Yeah. I went with friends, and they didn't even tell me what we were doing. I just thought it was going to be some little stroll, you know, (laughs) out at Yosemite, but yeah, going up to Half Dome and just um, all of a sudden I was on the steepest part of Half Dome. I don't know if you've been, but back when I went, it was I've all never like, climbed
1: it. I've been I've viewed it uh, with awe. It's beautiful.
0: Basically, it's like a chain that you pull on to climb up and my legs went stiff. Uh-oh. And I completely I just fell. I collapsed and people were coming over and trying to squeeze honey into my mouth and oh. shove bananas in my mouth and my blood pressure dropped. And they sent up a helicopter. Oh my goodness! I was down in five minutes. The rest of my group—they were climbing down Half Dome in in the dark. And you were okay, though. I I was okay. I was okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh wow! Just had to drink some Gatorade. Mm -hmm.
1: You once auditioned for a music video in Hollywood. (laughs)
0: Yes. I didn't make the cut. Oh no! No. What do you know? The video you want? It was uh, Ringside as a band. When was this? It was probably twelve years ago, fifteen years ago. Wow! Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was, you have to do that when you live in Hollywood. Sure, sure. You well, have to that, do it once. That's
1: pretty cool. You've made wine in Provence. Yep. Using 100-year-old yeah. Using hundred year old wine presses. Yeah, you're a lot learning of the
0: secrets from the from the old men in the village, wow. and yeah.
1: All right. Well, then I must ask you this: <clears throat> in all of your life's experience, Eva Simonson, do you now? Or have you ever, have you ever, or do you now, go nuts for donuts?
0: <laughs> donuts. <laughs> there you go.
1: There's a little selection of some donuts. What I'd like you to do is choose one. of them. You don't have to eat it. There's, no one's going to know. Okay. You, you can pretend. Um, but I just want to see if, if you're going to have one of these donuts right now.
0: Which one would I choose? Yeah, pick
1: one. There's quite a quite a – Assortment there of colors and flavors. This is maple. maple. It is. That's a maple uh, old fashioned. Oh, like I was hoping for that True. one. That what what is, does
0: this tell, tell you the about me? That is fancy
1: French cruller. And I'm not even going to ask you to pair it with anything or give me any ideas about it. I just wanted to see that you, the woman of the world who uh, spent time in Europe, would go for the fancy French donut. And you did. What a cliche. Very well. And now it's time to play the game which we like to call putting you on the spot. That's right. right. This is where we have our guest on the spot without any forewarning or previous knowledge of what's about to happen. Today we're calling this specific game Prove Your Proficiency. That's right. We know by reading about you on the internet, and it don't lie, that you are proficient in many languages. In fact, The English language, which we have been speaking predominantly today, is the third language you learned, not even your first or second language. So what we're going to do, only got a few minutes, we're going to name a language, and we want you, Eva Simonson, to give us a little song, because we know you have a beautiful singing voice. We heard this from all the folks in leadership in Napa Valley. Okay, if not a song, a poem, a phrase, something. Are you ready? And this is going to be uh, lightning round style. Are you ready?
0: Yes. All right. Like we.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, Lauren, would you like to announce that first one right there?
2: As you can see it. <laughs> see that list? Uh, oh, here it is. Uh, German.
0: German. Was möchten Sie wissen? Um... Let's see. I don't know if I know any German songs. You should have asked me French. Okay, wait, Spanish, wait, wait. It's not over <laughs> yet. Okay, so say <laughs> what
1: you just said. I don't speak German. I don't know what you said. But say, uh,
0: What would you like to know? No. That
1: sounded German to me. Congratulations. What's
0: next? French. Ah, uh, je ne sais quoi. Non. Frère Jacques, Frère Jacques, dormez-vous, dormez-vous. S'il le matin, le matin, ding-dong-dong.
1: Ah, très bien, très bien. Was that French? Did I say something with French? I did? Okay, good. What's next, Lauren? Spanish. Ah.
0: Los poitos dicen pio, 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 cuando tienen hambre, cuando tienen frío.
1: Hey, that was some good Espanol. And what do we have, one more? One more. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here it is, the coup de grace. What language was that? Here it is. Lauren, Mole. please announce the language. Swedish. Ah, an easy one you gave her. Okay.
0: Jag ska sjunga en liten song om den lilla katten. Han skulle springa efter sin svans men han fick inte fatten. Katten sprangs, svansen sang. Katten sprangs, svansen slang. Den här visan är inte lång men nu vi en annan song.
1: It sounded good to me, Lauren. What do you say, judges? Up, ah, got the thumbs up. Very well, you won our game. Thank you very much, Eva Simonsen. Lauren, Mol, tell her what she's won. A trip to Chicago. Hey, how about that? And the thing about the trips that you win on this show, uh, you take care of all the expenses and travel arrangements and just go whenever you want. It's up to you. Congratulations! So generous. Have fun in the Windy City. (laughs) (laughs) Eva Simonson, I want to thank you for being our guest today and having a good sense of humor and doing all of the great things that you do with crcnapa.org. And with HomelessOfNapa.com, those are ways that folks can find out more about the programs and organizations you're involved with and hopefully help out and uh, be
2: active in supporting our community as well.
0: Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This is fun.
2: This is Lauren Mole speaking for Judd's Napa Valley Show, a Gil Lamar production. Judd's Napa 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 Valley Show.